So this is going to be a very important episode of the podcast for a lot of you because you might still be in that space of trying to figure out who you are and where it is that you need to go next with your music and uh, establishing your brand and, and, and once again just realizing that this isn't uh, an overnight process. So I'm excited to have Allie Walker with me. I've known Allie for a little while. She's been involved with my programs for a little while and she really opens up about what it's taken her to uh, really figure out and discover about herself to be able to take her career to the next level. Enjoy. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, TV talent shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal, to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content out to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. All right, so I want to take this opportunity to introduce you to uh, Blueprint member Allie Walker. Allie has been with me for how many years now? Coming up on two, a little over two? Under two, I think. How did you find me in the first place? I found you through a referral from Earl Cohen, who is a Grammy Award-winning engineer that yeah. I worked with, and he was like, he knew I needed a little bit of the fundamentals, and he said, hey, I know this guy, Rick Barker, and so I looked you up and... I had so much fun at Earl's house. I yeah. went up and yeah. took a visit with Earl, and uh, and that was over a, a couple years ago, but he had worked with Lady Gaga, he had worked mm -hmm. with yeah. a lot of legendary folks, just a sweetheart of a man. And then coming into the program, mm -hmm. You've changed <laughs> yeah, a lot. Totally. So what is it, you know, tell everyone a little bit about you and then some of the mm -hmm. changes and transitions that you've gone through and then let's get caught up to where you are today because there's some amazing things happening. But you had to do a lot of exploration mm -hmm. within. Oh, a lot totally. of times, and I, I think a lot of times <laughs> artists just, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be and I'm going to do it no matter what, even if I don't like it and mm -hmm. even if it's not working. You kind of went through mm -hmm. this cool little transformation, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've basically been developing for 10 years, and uh, that's performing a lot, that's writing a lot, that's going to trips to Nashville, to LA, to New York, to meet with as many people as you can, learn from as many people as you can, and then it came to a point, well, basically I was trying to discover who I was as an sure. artist, and what I wanted to say, <clears throat> and who, what my value is, and um, basically, I kind of had found that when I met you. Okay. But that is just the beginning. I was writing the songs, I kind of found what I wanted to say, but then I needed the fundamentals because the music industry changes so quick that I was like, okay, well, how do I get it out there? What's the best way? How do I set up with Have you always had a business mindset? Always. Okay. Always. Because you do a lot. I mean, you, you model, you work, your husband works, you know, it's, 
it's a team effort because mm -hmm. he supports what you do. You've got some family support, but it's like yeah. you seem to always be driving the ship. And a lot of times I see artists who let others mm -hmm. drive their ship. That's I, never been you. Has no. it always been that way with you? Absolutely. I moved here when I was 19 by myself, Toronto. I'm, I'm from Prince Edward Island, which is a small island on the east coast of Canada. I moved to Toronto when I was 19 to chase a dream. I had nowhere to live. I was a hustler from day one. Got it. And I met my husband a, a year in. We moved to Hamilton, which is about an hour outside of Toronto. And that was so I didn't have to work as much. Okay. Um, the rent or our mortgage is smaller because it's cheaper out there. And there was a point like two years ago, I had seven jobs at once. So it's like, you will not get handed this music industry. Sure. What, what was the, the switch for you when it came to who you were as an artist saying, you know what, I'm pursuing this thing, mm -hmm. but I've just got this gut feeling that this isn't really who I am yeah. or long term, totally. what it is that I want to be. Because a lot of people will chase a format, they'll chase what's current, what's yeah. happening right yeah. now. When did the light bulb switch for you that said, okay, long term, mm -hmm. happiness, the people that I want to affect, the legacy that I want to leave. What was that moment when you said, you know what, I'm going at this all wrong. I need to take a couple steps backwards yeah. before I can move forward. Well, like you said, I was spending so long just trying to be somebody else. And it wasn't until I wasn't writing for radio, I wasn't trying to write a hit, that I was just writing for me and what was going on in my life. I spent so long writing about, I call it booze, boys, and breakups. <laughs> and then I realized I'm married, right. I'm sober, and that just is not what I'm talking about anymore. Right, but that's what you felt the world wanted. That's what the world wanted because every song was about whiskey, every song was about beer, and I'm like, how can I fit within this? So when I just started writing songs for me and what I was going through, and that was you know different mental health subjects, sure. and I'm getting into the empowerment world and motivation world, and I was just kind of also questioning what is life? What is the purpose of life? But that's what you started writing about was that's life. What I started writing about, and then I was just like everybody else on social media, posting bikini pics, trying to get sure. them likes. Uh, and using, they did. Yeah, I got lots of likes, <laughs> but they were the wrong. Well, likes. I was gonna say from the wrong, wrong people. Wrong likes, um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I was dealing with really, really bad acne at the time, and I was so sick of basically hiding. Uh, I took the makeup off and I posted a picture with it was a powerful full face I, it was makeup. powerful I saw that I reached out and said how proud I was of you because we live in a world right now where too many people are trying to put on this fake front yeah. and and I say this respectfully but there's a lot of women that are afraid mm -hmm. to show the real them yeah. and I mean you guys can see she's absolutely beautiful but you went in and showed them how beautiful your heart was not just your face, not just your body, not just that you said, yeah. here's, here's my heart, and I know somebody else is struggling, and I know yeah. someone else is going through this. Uh, what has the response from that been? It was, I thought I was gonna get a lot of unfollows, but what I got was hundreds of stories of people, you don't have to have acne to relate, it was, hey, I have these scars, or I have sure. these um, anxiety issues, or they just felt, uh, a welcoming into what I had to say and my world and to me I was like well that is crazy that vulnerability actually works it's called being human it's called being human yeah. and it took a while actually for my family to realize like they're still texting me today like actually vulnerability really like lets people into your a lot world. of times <laughs> there'll be people in your world that says you can't show them the real you no, you'll yeah. stop getting fans yeah. but are those true people you want into your world anyway if mm -hmm. they we want it's like someone came up to me the other day after hearing me speak and they were like 
you're okay telling people that you suffer from a drug addiction? Yeah. I said, well, I'm always going to be a drug addict. We don't recover from that. I said, but I also want to let people know that, you know, there are things that are going to happen in your life. There are circumstances that you're going to be dealt. You didn't do anything to get the, the acne, mm. you know, but <laughs> you did something to deal with it. And that's what I want to share with people is like, look, not everything's going to be perfect. Not every situation is right. Uh, so I don't have a problem sharing that. The fact that yeah. you didn't have a problem sharing that has now opened up and allowed you to take the music that you finally are creating because yeah. it's for you. Yeah. And when you're writing for yourself, as much as I tell people you need to write for the audience, if you can't write for yourself first to feel comfortable delivering to the yeah. audience, there will never be any authenticity. The key is to find out what makes you happy and then go find that group of people that have similar yeah. likes and interests. So now you've created your own kind of little mini genre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've gone from country and you've niched it down a little bit to what yeah. it is that you want to do because you shared the vulnerability, because you have this whole empowerment thing going. Mm -hmm. Now you've been able to go hire a PR firm, mm -hmm. which is now the right time to hire a yeah. PR firm. And tell us a little bit about what that opportunity has mm -hmm. created and is creating for you right now. Yeah, so I call my style of music mindful music. And so it's all about mental health subjects and empowering messages and life's hard questions. Um, and I did Rick's full program, did every single step, and I that's how I put out music. Right. You told me you can't wait forever. You got to start putting stuff out. It needs to be good quality, but it doesn't need sure. to be Grammy award-winning right. quality. Right. So I put out what I call the basement sessions, which I put out one song per month because content is king. And uh, I put out videos and just try and keep, obviously, my audience engaged. Mm -hmm. And throughout, I also do posts about anxiety, mental health, blah, blah, blah. And then I, there is certain media outlets that you can't reach, like uh, certain TV things, they won't take an email from an unsolicited email. Right. Um, so it's because everyone's trying to get them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that way sometimes you need to find a back door. Yeah. So I hired a PR company, which is a really big investment, but I am, I've invested probably hundreds of thousands of right. dollars in myself, right. and Rick is obviously huge in investing in himself. Well, here's the thing I tell people, you can either earn your way in, mm -hmm. or you can buy your way in. And sometimes buying your way in speeds up the process. Yeah. It's like you could sit around and wait and hope that these people find you one day anyway. Yeah. But now is the opportunity for you to say, okay, this person already has relationships. So what you're buying when you go to the right publicist, and I specify right publicist, yeah. is you're buying the relationships that they already have to help get you to yeah. the front of the line. Exactly. That's it. And it needs to be the right publicist because I have lots of friends in the industry who have hired uh, radio trackers or yeah. PR and it doesn't get them anywhere because they don't have the right connection. So what I did is I wrote a record label. I said, obviously I can't use you guys yet. This is um, so smart. As a publicist. So smart. I wrote the publicist on Instagram and I said, I value your opinion. And I said, who would be your number one in the Canadian country music world for PR? And they recommended Penelope PR, who I use. And I've been with them for a month and I'm, I've gotten all these opportunities. Right. iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Notable Life in Toronto. But here's the thing, they're not selling her music. No. They're selling her story yes, yes. that comes with music. And then when they go, when uh, when iHeart looks and says, okay, let's see who this Allie Walker is, and they go and they look at her stuff, it looks professional. They see that they're not wasting their time. Because that's what happens. You guys got to remember something is the follow-up. It's just the PR firm can get you in the door. They can't guarantee you that this person's going to give their time because mm -hmm. what they're selling 
has to be of interest to their consumer. Yeah. So, hey, we've got this blonde that sings. There's totally. no shortage of that. There's yeah. a, there's a, we have this young lady, uh, she's been going through this, she's gone through this, she's opened up this, this is what she does, so on and so forth. Now they've created the story. So it took Allie creating the story in order to give the PR person the ammunition yeah. to work with. So And that took 10 years to build that story. And I got I was given opportunities at the beginning of my career to go to Nashville, record all this, spend all right. the money. But who was I 10 years ago? Like I, I learned so much, I had to learn so much. So don't undervalue practice and perfecting things but also I love that you're like you're at the point like put music out so sure. it's never going to be fully perfect but make sure you're well and the other P is patience you patience. know and that's something that it's really hard. hard but also what you're doing here right now we're at Canadian Music Week right now she's one of the artists that's you know here learning and educating mm -hmm. herself and doing all the things that she can in order to continue to move her career forward so yeah. uh, you are a shining example I tell people I teach the same thing to everyone. Yeah, same thing. But it's why doesn't everyone have the same results? Because not everyone does ever. the work. She did the work. So thank you, my dear. I am super pumped, super proud for you. And uh, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to steal some of your time while I'm up here in Canada. <laughs> All right, we'll talk, best, guys. we'll talk again soon. <laughs> See ya. Thank you so much for listening. Now, if you found value, please subscribe. If you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please share. Also, I would love if we could follow each other on socials. Just follow me on whatever platform you use. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rick Barker Music. Message me that you listen to the podcast and I will follow you back. Until next time, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.